Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I am Alana here with Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? It's going. Other than, you know, wrecking my car this morning, I'm doing great. Oh, yeah, you know. (laughs) That's old news. We've just spent the last half hour rehashing that. Mm -hmm. No, it's good. No, I'm glad you're safe. Oh, I am too. It was just, it was a, yeah, it was an incident with ice and that made me on the, in the driveway that made me slide kind of as I was pulling into the garage. So it was absolutely nothing scary. Um, And this time of year, I've seen so much really bad stuff on the roads that have made me Mm -hmm. kids. Let's stop and pray for these people because that car does not look good. So Prayers yeah. going out for winter driving for everyone because absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad you're okay. Are you feeling a little bit less shaken up now? Are you? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine now. I'm recovered. I'm in, you've come down from yeah. that yes. adrenaline rush. Yeah. And my husband helped a lot. He helped talk me down. I called him and I was, you know, crying and felt yeah. stupid for doing it. And he was very kind and gracious yeah. and kind of gave me a gave me a a talking, talking down. (laughs) You need that. I did that once several years ago, back when we still had goats, I got distracted because the goats always wanted to run into the garage because that's where we kept their food. And we parked in the garage in the winter. And so it was always this like race to see, can we get the kids in the car back up and shut the garage door before before these, before these like free range goats rush in. And there was one day I was so stressed about it because we, I think, I think I had already attempted to pull out of the driveway like once or twice Mm -hmm. and they came darting in and I was so stressed out that I backed into the garage before the door opened. (laughs) I just backed up and it basically like my husband was able to fix it by just punching the aluminum or something like punching whatever the siding was like it made a dent, but he just like put it back in. But same thing. Like I needed a talking down. I was so upset. I was mad at myself. I was mad at the goats. (laughs) So yeah. Oh, it it is. And those kinds of things are just, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I told you, it, it brought up a lot of stuff. Like when you respond so viscerally to something like, and Mm -hmm. for me, it was just, um, for what happened, I mean, obviously messing up the car at all is not a good thing, but Mm -hmm. I responded so viscerally to it that I, it just uncovered, like, I've got stuff I've got to deal with that mm-hmm. doesn't really have a lot to do with the car itself or exactly. the ice or anything. I just like, yeah. So things like that kind of can sometimes uncover some other stuff that you're dealing with. So For sure. And it thing. can be a gift. It can be a good way to be like, okay, where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like similar to when I have really bizarre dreams, I can be like, okay, oh, yeah. where did this come from? <laughs> yes, definitely. It's just a nice introspection tool, mm-hmm. um, which is the perfect segue into our topic today. So I'm really glad we planned that out so professionally. <laughs> right. We just have a way of doing that, planning even our chit chat ahead. That's Not really. right. No, not really. But our topic today is praying according to your values. And I know how much Jamie dislikes being put on the spot. And so I thought it would be super fun to put Jamie on the spot today. So I discovered being the personality geek that I am, a new type of quiz 
um, called the, let me look it up, VIA Character Strengths Survey. Mm-hmm. And so let me just tell you the background of how I got involved in this quiz. And then my plan, Jamie, is I'm going to send you the link. I'm going to have you take the quiz. We'll obviously pause. We don't need to like sit here in silence while you take this well, quiz. talk <laughs> on my phone. That's right. I will, you will be answering on your phone and I will be narrating. I'll be like, she purses her lips together. She looks up <laughs> at the ceiling. <laughs> You'll do biometric screening. Of that's right. That's her right. Eyes dart from left to right. Her focus <laughs> is broken. Well, we are also hooking you up to a lie detector device. That's the other fun. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but let me, let me send you that link, Jamie, because they do need you to register real quick. So mm-hmm. I threw it in our little Trello card oh, um, and I'm going to just share a tiny bit of how I discovered this. But before that, I just, for people who are like, okay, this is a podcast about prayer. Why are we talking about personality quizzes? Um, let's see some of the episodes where we address this kind of thing. I know we've got, and you're better at remembering these off the top of your head, but we've got the learning styles. Mm -hmm. That's at least a year or two old. We've got um, some about the Clifton personality, uh, Clifton strength, Clifton strengths. Mm -hmm. I think we did MBTI or have we not done the MBTI yet? I know we've been wanting to to do do it forever. Yeah. Okay. That would be another like a four part. So we have not done that yet. Okay. We're going to kind of go into that. Hopefully we'll do that soon. Um, and as a really fun, also aside, we've created a quiz for you about finding your prayer personality. And that's at prayingchristianwomen.com slash quiz. But basically the reason why Jamie and I love to talk about this kind of thing is because we talk a lot on the show about how every person has been designed differently. And therefore my prayer life isn't going to look like Jamie's prayer life. Her prayer life's not going to look like her pastor's prayer life. Her pastor's prayer life isn't going to look like Elijah's prayer life from the old Testament. And my opinion is the more you learn about your own strengths and personalities, and this one is more of a values-based quiz, the more you can ask yourself, okay, I know this about myself now, what can that tell me about how I can become a better prayer? So that's the point of this. Um, so I guess whenever you're ready, Jamie, maybe you can just pause and we'll jump back on when you have completed the quiz. Sure. That sounds good. Hey, welcome back. So Jamie has completed the test. What this test does is it tells you, uh, it has a list of values that are going to differ from person to person. And once you go through this test, it is going to rank what your highest values are, your lowest values are. Again, there's not like a right or wrong. It doesn't mean, um, that you're like a bad person if you have this value lower or higher <laughs> than that one or anything. But let's look at your some of your top five, Jamie. And the question as we go is going to be, okay, now that I know that this is something that I value, how can that impact my prayer life? So what did you get for your top value? And what's the tiny description they give about it? So my top one is spirituality and it's set or transcendence is the subtitle. And I guess that's a category probably. Yeah. Yeah. So spirituality is your top. 
Okay. And it says having coherent beliefs about the higher purpose and meaning of the universe, knowing where one fits within the larger scheme, having beliefs about the meaning of life that shape conduct and provide comfort. Yeah. Um, first question, does this sound like you? Like, does this surprise you? Are you like, well, that doesn't sound like me at all? No, I think that's definitely as I went through the questions, I knew that all of the mm-hmm. ones like they were <laughs> the spirituality questions asking about, uh, you know, do you believe that your belief system or that your faith um, defines you or shapes yeah. you? I'm like, that's definitely a high yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like my my spiritual side is definitely what I, whether what I prioritize it or not, I value it the most. Well, and this is actually a really good time to point out, like, maybe you take this test and your spirituality ranking is like right in the middle, you know, middle out of how many are there, maybe like 30 or so Mm -hmm. values. Um, There would be some people who would probably be like, oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Or, you know, like, but, but honestly, like not everybody, and I'm trying to find a really polite way to say this. And I, I want to welcome you to disagree with me so we can have a fun debate, but not everybody was created to have the same degree. Like I'll use my husband as an example, mm-hmm. loves God, fully committed, like 190%, a thousand percent committed to Jesus adores the Lord, but he does not actively pursue emotional engagement with God. Mm-hmm. That's just not his way to worship, <laughs> you yeah. know, like he loves to worship by reading really ancient history texts and like finding interesting things out about ancient times and biblical history, or by looking at apologetics or theology and strengthening his like logical opinion about things. Now, I you know, I, you and me have flip-flopped our, my number one is your number two. Your number two is my number one, Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny and kind of um, not surprising, but I would hate if I felt like he thought that I belittled him for not, you know, if I'm like, oh, well, look at you studying some ancient book by someone nobody's ever heard of. Well, I'm here raising my hands and listening to worship music and having a transcendent experience. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. We, mm-hmm. yeah. we need to appreciate our strengths, but also remember that not everybody was created to have the exact same strengths. So well, it's yeah. not a better or worse or anything like that. Well, I think of the verse that says, you know, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And I just have always thought that what we consider this spirituality doesn't mean necessarily like connection to God or value as a Christian. I think it's a way to describe the, um, the type of way that you express your whatever, maybe Absolutely. the way you were wired. Yes. But I feel like mm-hmm. there are so many things that don't seem spiritual that are absolutely important, just as important as what we would define as spiritual. Cause I think yes. what we define as spiritual isn't necessarily, it could be, someone could be extremely spiritual 
exercising justice. Like as I answered some questions, I found Mm -hmm. myself wishing that I could answer them differently. Like, are you likely to stand up for something that someone says that's wrong? Or are you, are you likely to state your opinion strongly if it differs from people around you? And I thought, man, I wish I was that kind of person. Well, that kind of person probably like I'm thinking of my firstborn who is, has a very strong sense of, of like, uh, justice and Mm -hmm. not a very high, like emotional type connection, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. probably similar to your husband too. And it's just this idea of that exercising that is just as much a spiritual act of worship as yes. sitting there basking in the presence of the Holy Spirit, whatever that means. Because I think absolutely the presence of the Holy Spirit without experiencing this emotional feeling. So all of that to say, yeah. don't, I, we, we are always proponents of not stuffing this idea of what being a Christian woman is into a box or yes. into a, mold, a cookie cutter mold because how God made you is absolutely the right way. And if you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm glad we're able to give those kinds of caveats. Um, now that you know that, you know, your spirituality is one of your highest values, or at least in this ranking, your highest value. Um, one question that I think is useful to start with is like, how as my day-to-day life or at the very least my week to week life, how am I checking in and making sure that my spirituality side, my, my value of spirituality is getting filled? Um, what have I done lately? Like when I do the Clifton strengths, you know, I'm still getting coaching specifically about that. And my coach has encouraged me to think about them like the movie inside out, how you have like itty bitty avatars in your brain. And so like spirituality might be this, and of course, this is just a way of looking at it. This obviously isn't, I'm not saying that we all have like little people in our heads, but the question is like, how have you been nurturing your spirituality lately? And that's a good point. And that's why I said it is a priority for me and I value it, whether, or maybe I said I value it highly, but, but that doesn't always mean that I make it a priority. And I've definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I do not nurture my spirituality as much as I should because I spend a lot of time doing, I spend a lot of time being busy. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot mm-hmm. of time. Um, And so what I find is I become parched when I don't tap into that side Mm -hmm. of myself. And when I don't prioritize being introspective, being prayerful, being, you know, because I do a lot of just practicing the presence of God among, you know, in the course of my Mm -hmm. busy day, like I'm always talking Mm -hmm. to God and doing the shout out prayers of like, okay, God, help me with this decision or Lord, that person seems like maybe they need something. How can I help them? Or, you know, different, different things along the way where I'm checking in with God, but I don't think that feeds my spirituality as much as, I mean, it, it is part of me, but I feel like there needs to be for me, maybe time to contemplate that time Mm -hmm. to, you know, spend time with God to untangle all of the thoughts that have been kind of cooped up in my brain, tangling themselves up throughout Mm -hmm. the course of the day. And so I don't do enough of that. And I think I used to look at that even up until today 
as an introvert thing. Like, well, I'm kind of an introvert, so I need time to decompress and to be alone. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. some of it is not just being an introvert, but being someone that, that values connection with God. Like I have time to just sit with him and decompress with God and allow for that connection Mm -hmm. apart from busyness. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, the other question, and I think that's great. And the other question is almost the exact opposite. Like you are busy. That's not changing unless we go into another lockdown tomorrow, (laughs) heaven forbid. Um, So how can you kind of keep on nurturing the spirituality value amidst the busyness? And I think you already mentioned some of them practicing the presence of God Um, for people who aren't familiar with that. What do you mean by that? Just, well, I'm referencing the book, the practice of the presence of God by brother Lawrence, who was a monk that basically wrote a book about how he looked at prayer as an ongoing dialogue with God. So he was standing there doing dishes in the monastery and just talking to God as he did dishes. And as he went through his day, just practicing the presence of God, as if God is right there with you, because hello, he is. And, and, and that's very useful and shouldn't be you know, looked at as, oh, that's not real prayer. Well, it absolutely, right. there's time for mm-hmm. all different kinds of prayer. So yeah, that is definitely helpful. Another thing is just scheduling time. And I mm-hmm. tend not to be very consistent with setting a schedule and following it. And so, but I realize I need to do the prayer reminder thing where, you know, just set a prayer reminder and I get so much like refueling by taking like two minutes and just sitting and Mm -hmm. being still with God and either praying or reading scripture. I mean, two minutes, Mm -hmm. anyone can spare two minutes. And maybe if you feel like you can spare two minutes, then you're like, okay, I can take five. I could take literally Mm -hmm. five minutes. And instead of, you know, or, or in the car when I'm alone, rather than looking on a podcast episode or listening to the radio, sometimes I challenge myself to just sit in silence and take advantage Mm -hmm. of that time to be alone with God and just kind of check in with him. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I know one thing that I've been practicing, I just call it sitting with God, where it's less about, I will pray for this amount of time, right? Um, Because that can be that can be a lot of pressure that can be mentally pretty tiring. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not always fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. every so often, my husband loves talking. (laughs) And so if we're on a really long car trip, his preference a lot of the times is kind of like that we are having a back and forth. And for me, I'm like, I'm totally fine being quiet for 20 minutes, watching beautiful Alaska pass me by. Mm -hmm. And it's taken us both. Like he has learned to realize that because I'm quiet, it doesn't mean I'm mad at him. And I've learned to realize that either I need to try to be more engaging or sometimes I'll just tell him, you know, I'm going to kind of veg for a little bit. Like, that's how I put it. Like, mm-hmm. not necessarily taking a nap. I'm just going to be like off in my own world <laughs> for a bit. Um, and sometimes we've, until we got to that point, I, I kind of stressed out about our long car trips because he would think that I was upset if I didn't carry on. He was like, I'm holding the entire conversation. I'm like, well, I'm responding to you. I'm just also enjoying being together, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And so I've taken that into my prayer times. And so learning to sit with God for me has been, yeah, there's prayer involved, there's worship involved, there's gratitude involved, there's confession, there's all of the components, but none of it's forced. Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of, here we go. Um, And I would say not everybody's going to love doing it this way, but if that sounds like an appealing kind of way for anybody listening to learn to pray, I would just say start a timer and build some stamina, you know, start with five or 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've gotten pretty comfortable up to 30 minutes. I've set my timer for 45 minutes. And by the end, I'm either falling asleep or getting antsy. <laughs> so, you know, like, but you can kind of stretch it and no, it's not a badge. It's not like you get to two hours of sitting with God and you get a gold star next to your name in the ledger of life. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Like the timers for me, the timers for me so that I don't need to feel like I need to always be checking the clock <laughs> to be like, how much longer do I go? Um, but yeah, just sitting with God can be a great way to, to experience. Yeah. A lot of these things. Um, so my number two is spirituality, which is your number one. My number one is gratitude, which is your number two. That's so, funny. so what's the description it gives on gratitude? Let me see here. That's also under transcendence. And it says being aware of and thankful for the good things that happen, taking time to express thanks. And I love looking at this as more of a value and less of a have to, because some people, even I think some of our listeners probably have listened to some of our episodes on gratitude and come away with, oh yeah, I need to express more thanks. Like, I think I've even said it before on the podcast. There's a meme that kind of bothers me. And it's like, it hits home and I get the message behind it, but it's like, what if you woke up tomorrow and the only things you had were the things you thanked God for today? Mm. Yes. It's hard hitting. It's impactful. It reminds us not to take things for granted, but it also kind of points God out is the guy up there checking things off boxes. You know, the, the PE coach who's like, okay, she did her sit-ups, but she did, couldn't do her pull-ups, you know, and I don't know. So thinking for me, thinking about gratitude as a value. And so the way I came across this quiz, I've been reading a book. The title is something along the lines of the happiness advantage, I think Mm -hmm. is the name. Mm -hmm. And it's about just like how being a joyful, happy person helps you in the business world. Like it's a business book, but it pointed to this quiz as to answer the question, what makes you happy? And so the idea is, okay, you get your top five values that make you happy. And then you ask yourself, how can I add more of these things that make me happy into my life? And I like looking at it that way because it really flips around the sense of guilt and shame and must do. And if you don't do, you're a terrible believer. And it's more about, oh yeah, I love expressing thanks for things. So how can I do more of that? And not oh yeah, I know I need to do this more. Like even in your answer on spirituality, your first thing was, yeah, I know I need to be doing this more (laughs) instead of like, yeah, I know this is how God made me. I want to do more of this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah. Gratitude makes us happy. (laughs) It's uh, scientifically proven. It, it helps our health. It helps like, you know, even like the very simple act of writing three things a day that you're thankful for it boosts your immune system. It makes your relationships better. Like I'm kind of pulling these results out of the air, but I know there are studies like that. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about gratitude? Um, just that I think that even, I think gratitude is, I don't know. 
I feel like it's something that hasn't until I was, I don't know if I would have scored as much on this one if I hadn't cultivated gratitude. Uh, yeah. I know that kind of mm -hmm. goes against, and it doesn't mean that it's like, a, oh, I have to do this. But one really pivotal thing in my life was um, we have this thing, gratitude from A to Z that, mm -hmm. that we created. And it started from me. I was walking, I don't even, I think walking home from school with, with the kids when I had, we were walking back. Um, and I just started looking around and seeing like all of these, I don't know what made me look at things in this way, but I just started thinking like, I think it was spring and springtime. Alaskans are always extremely grateful for mm, the break very of much. winter. It's, mm -hmm. it's a big deal. If and it's so pretty. It is. And if you haven't lived in, I mean, I'm gratitude. I'm grateful in the winter too. Like there was this gorgeous sunrise on the way to take the kids to school the other day where the mountains were pink and it was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I'm grateful in the winter too, but if you've never lived in a place where there's a long, hard winter, you just don't understand the gratitude felt when the green starts to pop up from mm -hmm. under the snow. And so I was thankful for the flowers and just thinking God didn't have to make flowers pretty. Like we didn't, yeah. that's just something that he did. And why do we even feel like, why don't, why do we even think those are beautiful? Like that mm -hmm. just brings us joy. So it just made yeah. me think of all these things that God just like randomly gave us that he didn't have to. And so I think that was the beginning of a kind of journey to cultivate more gratitude, especially in things that I wouldn't think to be grateful for on a daily mm -hmm. basis and just kind of to start to be creative about the things I was thankful for. So doing that, like it was almost putting the cart before the horse, I guess, and just starting to do it kind of cultivated more gratitude, which made me want to do it more. Like you said, kind of pursuing the thing that I realized how happy it made me to right. go through these lists mm -hmm. and just, you know, yeah. regularly express gratitude. So it may be one yeah. more. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's, it's useful to remind people. Yeah. These, these all get cultivated, you know, like I remember playing the violin growing up and it took a couple years before I liked it, mm -hmm. you know, like some, some of these, they start kind of just with discipline right. and then that morphs into passion and desire. And I'm doing this because I love to do this, not because I have to do this, you know, like people who talk about running, um, talk about that, you know, like what I've heard, I'm not about to go test this. Nobody really wants to ever start running, you right. know, like we might like the idea of running, but nobody likes to start it. But then once mm -hmm. you get into it, you feel the benefits, you get mm -hmm. that. And so you keep on doing it. I think that's the same for any spiritual discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. All right. What's your number three? Let's do top three for both of us. Okay. My third is forgiveness, which is under the category of temperance, forgiving those who have done wrong, accepting other shortcomings, giving people a second chance, not being vengeful. Yeah, that totally sounds like you. And I think there's a caveat here to this whole thing, because I, I have learned over the years that there are times when I feel like it's easy for me to forgive people, but it stems from my desire for surface peace. Oh, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I carry things that I don't even know are there under the surface. And so I am definitely very willing to forgive because I think in my innermost being, I crave peace and yeah. not 
uh, discord. And so I think that it's almost, a, I feel like it sounds like a very virtuous mm-hmm. character strength, but I'm not positive that it's all virtuous. And I'm not 100% sure that the forgiveness that I extend is always full forgiveness or if it's mm-hmm. like of course I'll forgive you because I don't want to deal with what it makes me feel like when we're at odds um, that makes a lot of sense yeah oh so I almost feel like I'm like maybe that's not a true thing but I don't know but I do definitely um I think I think it's mostly true let's just leave it mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. yeah. well and you know it reveals something really important about you, which is your desire for harmony. And that can guide your prayers as well. Yeah, You know, like when Jesus prayed at the last supper, so much of his prayer was about believers being united Mm -hmm. and you're going to resonate with that. So you can pray for reconciliation between people. You can pray for reconciliation between countries and people groups. And, you know, that's, that's for sure a gift. You know, what's funny is my name, Jamie, um, when I, you know, you get those like little, um, bookmarks that say what your name means and they're all Uh different things, but multiple times I have received things that have my name on it that say that it means peacemaker. Mm, Interesting. interesting. Isn't that, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. A lot of these strengths come with liabilities and assets, Mm -hmm. right? Like the liability of gratitude is kind of what's now being coined as toxic positivity. Your, your best friend loses both their legs in a car accident. And you say, I can't wait to see what God does in your life. You know, like we're at the (laughs) moment that might not be what, what's going to help them get through the pain. Right. So the, the liability of being a peacemaker probably is being too quick to overlook things, to not be the person to call somebody out. Like, I even hate to admit this. Like, this is one of my most embarrassing mom fails, <laughs> but I'm going to admit it. My son, and this is post pandemic was getting something done and the nurse who I think it was just, you know, getting a shot or a blood draw or something, the nurse had a hole in their glove. And my son was the one who pointed it out. It's like, you have a hole in your glove. And the nurse said, ah, it's been there for a while. It's fine. And continued with the procedure. (laughs) And I did nothing. And like I said, like that is probably my most embarrassing mom fail of the decade is not, first of all, not standing up for my son's safety. You know, I, it, it wasn't something invasive enough that I truly think his health was at risk, but I also didn't show my son how to stand up for that. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Cause that's, that's what I would probably do. And, and it rings a bell. I, I can't think of an exact instance, but I know I've done similar things where I have let things go for the sake of keeping the peace rather than standing up, setting a precedent or, you know, mm-hmm. teaching teachable moments, teaching like your that, kids, I don't want to be embarrassed to... or I don't exactly. want to embarrass them or I don't mm-hmm. want to cause friction. I totally get it. It was terrible. Like I said, like 90% of me wants you to just cut that from the episode. But I I think that people, some people can relate. Other people are going to want to, you know, like throw me off a bridge for being, you know, so bad. But, but again, another example of being gracious with other people, 
from where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. If everybody was like you and me, like the world would not function well. Relationships would not function well. Families wouldn't function well. Countries wouldn't function well. If the world was the exact opposite of you and me, you know, and willing to do anything, no matter who got their feelings hurt or, you know, how uncouth you sounded, that wouldn't work well either. So again, it's just a reminder to appreciate all of these, but I think it, another takeaway is remember these, these strengths come with liabilities. Yeah. I think that's so important to remember. And I forget if it was the Clifton strengths, but it talks about living in the base, the basement yeah, of that quality, because with every good quality with every character trait, you do have a basement level to it. And mm-hmm. I see it. My husband is very different from me on the like optimist, pessimist scale. He calls himself a realist or an optimist with experience. Oh Um, my. (laughs) He can be negative. He can expect the worst. And in his mind, if you expect the worst, you'll never be disappointed. And, you know, he's very much like to the point of, we are so extreme that I find that his negative responses or anticipation of things pushes me farther to my extreme further Mm -hmm. to my extreme and vice versa. I think we kind of like Mm -hmm. polarize each other because, and so if I get too positive, it can be toxic to him because I think Mm -hmm. it can push him into like, he feels like he has to balance that out on principle. And for me as well, he kind of hit, if he's negative about something, it kind of pushes me. So I feel like we need to be aware of how our differences, how we can be aware of our differences and, and temper that in a relationship setting or in a group setting or a ministry setting mm-hmm. or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Yeah, be, be aware. absolutely. Yeah. Um, which again, is kind of a fun segue. The, the last thing I wanted to do is to, um, if you click that button that says show all of your strengths, you can mm-hmm. scroll down to the very bottom Ooh. and it will tell you what you sco- score the lowest at. Um, and I thought would be interesting is to go through these exact same questions. So I'll, I'll start like, so one of mine, I'm really low in teamwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's one of my, it's in the ones like, yeah, very, very bottom. And so again, instead of being like, oh no, I'm not a team player. What I can do then is to ask myself, okay, so how can I accept that this is how I am and how can this impact my prayer life? How can this impact how I choose to serve in my church? Um, I'm not probably going to be the person who's going to want to coordinate the citywide prayer meetings. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a teamwork kind of thing. Whereas somebody who had teamwork as their highest value, you might love regular prayer groups and, and that kind of thing. Um, another one of mine that's kind of low is zest, which they call approaching life with excitement and energy not doing things halfway living life is an adventure feeling alive and activated. So I guess I've kind of got like some sloth energy in me maybe. And so again, what can that tell me? That can tell me that I don't need, I think like my practice of learning to just sit with God is kind of an example of that. I don't need it to be, yeah, I read 20 chapters of the Bible today and then I listened to five hymns and then I, um, went through these four prayer calendars, right? Whereas somebody who would 
quiz higher in zest is just like really enthusiastic and full of energy, that might be really, really fulfilling for them. And just sitting for half an hour doing what looks like nothing might be like very, very unsettling. So how about you? Are any of your bottom ones, do any of them jump out as a way that you can learn something about your best way to pray or not to pray? Oh yeah. Like, well, zest, perseverance, and bravery are all, those are my those Three are lows. all in my bottom as well. Yeah. Leadership <laughs> is 21. So it's like leadership, zest, perseverance, bravery. Those are all my, my bottoms. So I would say like, uh, I don't, I like, I don't know how I would say leadership, you know, I've always found it challenging to be in a leadership role at all. And so, mm -hmm. um, it was really challenging this last year when we did our Ephesians study with our small group of women mm -hmm. that, that joined us from, uh, when we had signups after our prayer conference last year, um, it was so enjoyable and it was so fulfilling and energizing and yet draining at the same time. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was a huge deal for me to do it. And I don't know what I think is, I think that sometimes the things that maybe show up at the bottom are things that like, I knew that God was calling me to do that group. And mm -hmm. I knew that he equipped me every single week because it was so hard. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that we have to have a stoic attitude of, oh, I need to do the things that I don't like doing or that mm -hmm. I'm not good at, because I think there's something really good about what are you, what comes easily? Just, you know, God, what did God design you to do and do it? But I think there's also a note of don't be afraid to be open to God calling you out of your strengths into something different. Because I look back on that time and it was a huge growing experience. It was a huge blessing. The ladies that showed up every single week were amazing. And I learned so much and I think I grew as a result of it. So I don't know. I feel like there are, there's, there's value to not just saying, oh, you know what? I'm not good at being a leader. So I'm not going to ever be a leader. Um, I think that there's a time to allow God to guide you in those places but there's yeah, also and time to say no. There's time to be discerning too. To you know, discerning. like mm -hmm. I was thinking I'm, I've kind of moved away. Like people at church who have asked have been told, like, I don't really do kids ministry. Like I'm, I'm not an Awana leader. I don't help in kids church. It is, you know, and it probably is part of the reason, like my zest <laughs> ranks so low. Like it just, it, it takes way too much energy. Um, so for me, I have decided that just kind of it's it's not the best use of my gift and things like that. So, and I'm sure some people listening, especially if you're the nursery coordinator who's sick of hearing that as an excuse, are probably like, well, you know, God can help you do anything, which is true. Um, but I don't know. I, I would say there's room for discernment. Oh, there. I agree. And I think that it's really important Um I don't know. I think there's this kind of toxic mentality in the church that, and I even got, we got an email today from someone who has been through a lot of mm -hmm. just what she described as uh, spiritual abuse. And she didn't go into details, but it was just this idea of um, what I took from it. And what I have seen is a toxic yeah 
uh, mentality that in order to be a quote, good Christian woman, you need to, um, you need to be in the nursery all the time. You need to be mm-hmm. leading the prayer retreats. You need to be at every single event and you need to be baking from scratch for all the bake sales at, mm-hmm. at the events. And I don't know. I don't know if this is where this person was coming from, but I've heard this from other people and seen it that, um, you know, it, and I've been a children's ministry coordinator. So I've been on the end of it of like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, please, someone just do it. Just be a warm body in the room this week. So right. that, you know, we can, yeah. but then I've seen people burn out. I've myself mm-hmm. burned out from mm-hmm. placing myself as a warm body because I knew no one else would do it, but it wasn't my strength or gifting. Yeah. And then it just causes things to fall apart. So there has to be a balance. There really has to be a balance. So for sure, I don't know, know, even, I think I'm just trying to say there is definitely a time to set boundaries, to say no, to like, you're saying, just be like, this is not what I do. Well, I have so many, Mm -hmm. but that's not it. And, and so please stop pestering me because it can be damaging to relationships within the church. And I think it can, it it Mm -hmm. can actually cause people to to shrink back and Mm -hmm. to have fear about getting involved anywhere because they feel like they're going to be sucked dry if that's not too. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely the case. Like you say, you'll do it once and all of a sudden you're doing it every week. (laughs) And, and that is hard. I think that, um, you know, I'm not a pastor's wife at the moment, but when I was, it was especially hard because there are certain assumptions that certain churches make about that. Mm -hmm. And some churches are really good at understanding, okay, you're just because you're married to the pastor doesn't mean that you're automatically gifted in whatever it is. It doesn't mean you're automatically the best person to plan the potlucks or the best person to sit in nursery, the best person to lead music or the best person to do the paperwork, right? Like sometimes this is actually a good example. Like sometimes you got to do it because there's nobody else who's going to do it. (laughs) You know, like that's why the kids and I ended up cleaning our church for a couple of years. And that was just part of our service to God. I wouldn't say it fit with any of our gifts or any of our desires, but we did it right as a, a, just a, okay, here we go. This is how a church works, you know, similar to a family, somebody's mm-hmm. got to take out the trash, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, yeah, it's my turn to take out the trash. Mm-hmm. But other times you really do need to set those boundaries to save your energy for what you are gifted at and for what God is calling you to. So I would say use things like your spiritual gifts, these values, use them as a, a broad guide the lower it is on your list of giftedness, the less likely that it might be the thing God's calling you to step up to. But I would also say, be open for him to be developing certain things in you, like you in the leadership or, um, you know, me and teamwork, maybe, I mean, obviously I love working with you and maybe if we ever grew praying Christian women and like took on another staff member or something, I could be open to allowing God to grow our team and to be okay with that, right? So use it as a guide as to, you know, the higher it is on your list of giftedness, the more likely that when the opportunity comes, God is calling you to step into that. You know, I would say as a generality, if you're super high at, 
uh, let me let me find one of these other. Oh, oh, here's one. My number three. I thought it was such a cool um, title. <laughs> it's called Appreciation of Beauty and Excellence. I like and that. Yeah. And so I think about, yeah, I love being, um, I love having my plants around me. I love watching beautiful movies. I love Mm -hmm. listening to beautiful music. Mm -hmm. Um, so the higher it is on your list, the more likely, like, so if the church needed somebody to decorate the, I don't know, like the sanctuary of its plants, call me up. Right. Like I don't need to pray and ask if that's something that God is calling me to step up to. Um, Interestingly, though, like I'm not the decorator. I'm not the one who like is going to, you know, put up the Christmas tree and have everybody ooh and ah over it. So you just kind of have to know what what's in your wheelhouse and what is it. But I like what you reminded us too. is that sometimes God's going to call you out of your wheelhouse and we need to be open to that as well. Sometimes it's going to be an actual calling like you stepping up to lead this Ephesians study online. Sometimes it's going to be a, it's got to get done because the toilet's got to get scrubbed by somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we can do that with gentleness and, and grace for sure. Agreed. Cool. Well, I hope that uh, you didn't mind too badly being put on the spot with all of that. No, that was really fun. I love these tests and things that's, that tend to really, for me, give me some aha moments where I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. I could see that because I think what it does when you see those strengths, you can be like, okay, these are the things I'm good at because what I have a problem doing is looking around me at the people that I think are doing things better than me. And Mm -hmm. instead of saying, okay, this is what is valuable about me and how God made Mm -hmm. me. And I am a member of many in the body and whether I'm a toenail or a brain, Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just as needed. So, well, maybe not a toenail. People could survive without a toenail, but a foot. Yeah, but it would hurt to get removed. It would, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to yank that thing off. That's um, right. I think another way that these kinds of things can help you is to recognize when you need to show yourself grace. So as an example, yes. let me let me look through this list of things. Like, So let's go back to my appreciation of beauty and excellence. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, I know that my creativity is going to work best when I have a, an office that has good lighting and pretty plants and feels warm and cozy. And so let's say that, um, I'm traveling to speak at a conference and I need to quarantine for two weeks after my plane lands in a dingy hotel room with like a one square foot window. I know I don't love this about myself, but I know that that's going to impact my mood, my Mm -hmm. energy, how inspired I feel. It's going to impact my creativity and all of those things are going to impact my prayer life. And so sometimes we can, first of all, I would say, know how to feed yourself. So maybe in that case, maybe I focus more on um, looking at beautiful art or listening to beautiful music, you know, to feel that in another way, or It just like, sometimes if I'm um, working at the church office, I'll put on a YouTube um, video where it's just like eight hours long of rain falling, you know, or eight hours of snow falling because I like having something pretty to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so you can, when you're in those cases where some of your values aren't being nurtured as well, just due to circumstance. Like, so for you, maybe it's two of your kids are, are 
really angry at each other and holding a grudge against each other. And you feel that because you're so um, wired to pursue harmony. You know that that's going to get you down. And so you can, A, how can I find that harmony in other ways, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm going to call up Alana and we're just going to chat and it's going to remind me that I have, you know, harmony in other relationships, or it can be just kind of knowing, okay, I'm shorter, not because I'm a terrible person, but because this area of my life, this value that I know is important to me, isn't being fully expressed at the moment. Well, and I think when we know that and we can pinpoint it, then we can recognize it quicker or more quickly. Absolutely. So, you know, so I can mm-hmm. be like, why? Like this morning there was yeah. getting kids out the door is one of my least favorite times of day because it is mm-hmm. chaos. There's usually a little bit of bickering. There's like mm-hmm. back and forth and I can say, okay, at that moment, I'm like, the reason I'm feeling cranky here, the reason I feel like checking out is because I enjoy harmony and I I don't like the discord. So I need to pray right now. God, help Mm -hmm. me. Give me the strength to fill in those gaps, to get me through, to do the thing that needs to be done. And then, like you said, um, because what I did right after and what I typically do is I take just a moment in my car to breathe after everyone is mm-hmm. safely and on time, hopefully to school, mm-hmm. then I take a moment and I, and I gain that peace and that harmony and, and connect with God to go to the next stage of my day. But it does yeah. allow us to recognize the thing. Cause we do, I think what you said is important when the value that we have gets disrupted, it causes mm-hmm. us to be kind of cranky and yeah. And sometimes we don't know why. And, and so, why, yeah, right? going back and asking yourself, okay, what's off kilter right now? Mm-hmm. You know, like um, you get a stomach ache and your first question might be, okay, what did I eat that his, you know, it's not, oh no, I'm a terrible person. I have such a bad diet. And, you know, like, it's just right. this sense of curiosity. What did I eat that's doing this so that I can make it better or mm-hmm. avoid it? in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's why I, I find these conversations about your different personality traits and quirks so useful. There's a couple mm-hmm. other ones that I love, and this is a lot of these come from kind of my middle section. So when you take the quiz and we'll uh, try to remember to include this in the show notes, it's called the VIA character survey. Um, and it breaks it into your top five, your bottom five, and then you got all these ones in the middle. And what I love about them, like the ones that Jamie and I have talked about, like we're both high in a lot of the transcendent kind of ones, but there are some that like humor is one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, What else are are just like creativity? Um, So love of learning, you know, like that's my husband. And so I, I love that it gives us this full picture of all of the ways that we can worship God. Um, you love being funny. So you can worship God by making people laugh. Like that is Mm -hmm. so important. Um, my husband's great at that. Like when he does announcements in church, like people chuckle because he's funny and that like lifts the spirit up of people. And so I guess that's just another reminder that this doesn't have to just be like super, super over the top spiritual. You know what I mean? Like when I talk about one of my really high ones, the appreciation of beauty of excellence, like that's why I I love Broadway shows Mm -hmm. because these are such talented, amazing people. They're not Broadway shows necessarily about the Bible, unless we're talking about, you know, Joseph and the amazing technicolor dream code or something like that. But 
I love living in a world that God created where people have amazing gifts of talent and dance and storytelling and singing like belting. And so I think it's kind of cool to think about these, like not from a super spiritual side of it as well. Right. That in themselves, they are worship. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Great. Well, if you are interested in taking our prayer personality quiz, that is at prayingchristianwomen.com slash quiz. Um, That's different than the one that Jamie and I are talking about, but it's one that we put together because, you know, we like geeking out about this sort of thing. Yeah. It's kind of, what's your prayer style? Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else or should we just go ahead and close? Yeah, let's close it up. Well, bye. <laughs> this was an impromptu episode, so we don't have the uh, the blessing and have our blessing benediction. benediction. Oh, should we do it off the cusp? I bet we could. Oh, just I'm make up, up for one? it. Are okay. you up for it? Uh, sure. Okay, I'll start with our blessing. Um, my hope for all of our listeners is that God fills them with so much just joy and lots of aha moments as they learn more about themselves and that they find freedom from guilt, that they don't pray exactly like what they have been led to think that everybody needs to pray for. And I also hope and pray that churches around the globe learn to embrace these strengths and personality traits and values that we are all different in. And we learn to embrace one another, not even in spite, but because we have these differences. Totally agreed. And I love that. And I think our benediction is just, um, may God bless you and be glorified in your strengths and give you grace for yourself and bring you joy. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.